Next on BYU Sports Nation, welcome to 3YU. Down goes a program record as do the Lions of LMU. Why BYU basketball simply loves L.A. BYU's offense is one of the most efficient in the country, but would you take this one over the 2010-11 Jimmer Fredette-led offense? And BYU basketball assistant coach Nick Robinson joins us live from Southern California. He had a great view of all 18 three-pointers. Let's go! Evan Troy for three. And there it is! There it is! For the first time in BYU basketball history, it's 18 threes in a game. 18 triples has never been done until tonight. This is BYU Sports Nation. Brought to you by the BYU Store. Simulcast on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Now, from Studio B... Here's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. There is love in the air. BYU Sports Nation is live. Your day-to-day play-by-play in Studio B, presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Friday, February 14th, wherever and however you're connected, happy Valentine's Day. I'm Spencer Linton, teamed up with the man who has slightly less swag than BYU athletes, Evan Troy and Paisley Johnson. He is Jerem Jordan. Oh, I have no swag, and I know it. Uh, the universe here at BYU it used to be called the Daily Universe. Now it's the universe. It encapsulates everything and everywhere. They've been tweeting pictures of uh, BYU basketball players showing up at the Marriott Center. So this is last Saturday with Evan Troy. This is last night with Paisley Johnson. Look, look at them. They look amazing. So much style. I love it. Oh, and they're calling themselves Daily Universe Sports. So now... Oh, it's, it's back, I guess, the Daily mm-hmm, Universe. Mm-hmm. So much swag from those two. Fantastic. Jerem, don't sell yourself short. You have a Baby Yoda t-shirt on. You have yeah. your own walk-in moment today here in Studio yeah, B. Yeah. I bought a t-shirt, therefore I have swag? No, that's not how it works. You're a tremendous slouch. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Here's today's show lineup on Valentine's Day. BYU basketball assistant coach Nick Robinson will join us from sunny Southern California. I'm sure he's feeling plenty of love and happiness today after watching... 18 three-pointers go down for BYU basketball. Holy cow. Let's share the love with you on Valentine's Day and get to our BYU Sports Nation headlines. BYU dominates LMU 77-54 in men's hoops, setting that school record with 18 made threes. 54 of BYU's 77 points tallied from the three-point line. Yes, they are now 3YU. Thank you, Cougar Stats. Alex Marcello. Led the Cougs with 18 points, six of those threes. T.J. Haas dropped in four trifectas, tying Jimmer Fredette at 47 games with three or more made three-pointers. The milestone night included Yoli Childs as well, who is now one of four players in West Coast Conference history with over 1,900 points and 1,000 rebounds in a career. Which takes us to our stat of the day. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. We mentioned the West Coast Conference angle, Jerem. Yoli Childs is the first BYU player to hit that mark. 1,900 points, 1,000 rebounds. Three players in conference history, outstanding. Yeah, that's pretty cool. And he's only 47 rebounds away from passing Kyle Collinsworth for the number one. So uh, what, a, what a great night. It was a great night. It wasn't like Yo was uh, a stat sheet stuffer last night, but he didn't need to be. No, BYU made a lot of threes, and Yoli got his rebounds, and Alex Barcelo was doing his thing. T.J. House was making threes. Zach Selyus made threes. Connor Harding made uh, a three that, like, bounced on top, top of, the of the backboard. backboard. The only bad news was Dalton Nixon uh, getting an injury. We'll talk about that and, and potential impact. We don't know the latest with him, whether he's going to play or not. We will talk to Nick Robinson, though. 
The Cougars roll into San Diego tomorrow, 10 Eastern, 7 Pacific, for their next important league test live on CBS Sports Network from the Slim Jim, Jenny Craig Pavilion. They rolled in last night, actually. They went straight to San Diego on a bus after the game. They have already rolled into San Diego. Roll out, Optimus Prime. The women's basketball team beat St. Mary's last night 60-39. to Just pounded them. Scored 25 points in the first quarter. BYU 9-4 in West Coast Conference play. Tied for second. Sarah Hampson notched her 300th block, and it sounded like... Simonich bounces to Ferguson. There's block shot number five for Sarah Hampson. Albiero has it for the Cougars. That's number 300. Pretty awesome. Joins her sister Jennifer and her mom, uh, Teresa, as the only Cougars to do that. BYU hosts Pacific tomorrow, 4 Eastern, on BYU TV. She's the number one shot blocker in the country, averaging just over four a game. Incredible stuff from Sarah Hampson. Second-ranked BYU men's volleyball visits Grand Canyon in Phoenix tonight, 8 Eastern, 5 Pacific. The undefeated 12-0 Cougs following up home wins over 7th-ranked UCLA and number 8 Pepperdine last week. Match up with the Grand Canyon team that just swept 9th-ranked Stanford and USC. The Lopes currently on an eight-game win streak of their own. BYU seeking to add another victory to their best start in program history. And the baseball season is upon us. The Cougars play Gonzaga tonight, 7 Eastern in Surprise, Arizona at the Sanderson Ford Baseball Classic. Listen to it on BYU Radio, 107.9 FM. Last season, the Cougars went 36-17. and 17. Tomorrow, the Cougars play a doubleheader with New Mexico as well. Yet it's not a conference showdown because it's a preseason tournament. Well, non-conference, yeah. Yeah. It's not preseason. It's the season. It is It is the I was over to preseason. No, no, no. This is the regular season. But non-conference. Yeah, it's not an exhibition game. It counts. Fair enough. All rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending, presented by Trio Senior Living. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Three, BYU. 18 three-pointers for the BYU Cougars last night and a 23-point win over LMU. Think about this. BYU scored as many points from the three-point line as LMU did in the entire game, period. Yeah, LMU stinks. 54! BYU has now made a program best 10 or more threes in 15 games within a season, and I've gone seven straight games with 10 or more triples. Jeremy, at this point, has BYU proven their three-point shooting is sustainable through the approaching postseason? Well, it's sustainable mostly against the quad three and quad fours. Okay, So BYU has played uh, 14 games against the quad three and quad fours. Ten of those 15 have come there. Only five in the 12 games against quad one and quad twos. In fact, in seven of the quad one and quad two losses, BYU had two 10-plus three-point games. So, yes, against the lesser teams, you guys getting more open. I think, I think that's pretty logical, right? Uh, BYU has two blowout losses against number one seeds without Yoli Childs. Those are Sweet 16 kind of matchups. So the kind of games we're talking about, the sustainability down the stretch, the last couple games BYU will play in the, uh, in the postseason will be, you'd think St. Mary's in the 2-3 game, Gonzaga in the title game if BYU wins that, and then NCAA tournament games, right? You're playing a quad two uh, potentially in the NCAA tournament if BYU is like a 6 through 10. Um, and then the second round is, is a quad one type of game, right? So is it sustainable, like, like this amount, uh, this volume of makes? Against good teams, not as much. BYU is getting more open against the uh, lesser teams. 18 three-pointers is not sustainable, which is why it's a program record. But if BYU can get into that double figures mark, 
and I hear you on playing against better teams that play better perimeter defense. They don't allow you to penetrate as easily and get open. But that's where yeah. a guy like Yoli Childs comes into play. You can't defend them all, so what are you going to do? You're going to give up Yoli Child's one-on-one baskets inside, or yes, you're going to allow him to pass two, out of the post? Not three. That's what I would True. do. Hey, metrics, right? Straight up metrics. Let's repeat some facts we stated in the intro of this topic. BYU has now made a program best 10 or more threes in 15 games within an individual season. That's that awesome. is crazy. Awesome. So at this point, it's a trend. Whether it's against bad teams or not, it, it's a trend for BYU basketball. They're right. the best three-point shooting team BYU in the playing? country. Who is BYU playing later? It's not quad three and quad four. No, it's not, but they're still capable. I mean, they've, they've done... Double figures and three-point makes against some good teams, right? It's, right, it's but it's not, not totally a, off the charts. It's not as high. Yeah, that's yeah. what I'm saying. It's not as sustainable. Yeah, I think BYU is capable, regardless if it's Gonzaga or St. Mary's or an NCAA tournament opponent, of making ten three-pointers. I think ten three-point makes is a sustainable number for BYU, regardless of who they're playing. Now, more than that, I think that's a lot to ask. But right now, I'm okay. I think BYU could make ten threes against a team like Gonzaga. Yeah, they made six in Spokane. So they'll need to make more to make it a game. Topic two, the bad news after the LMU game, an injury to Dalton Nixon. It appeared to be his right ankle after crashing into the stanchion under the basket, landed awkwardly, hopped Mm. back up quickly, but he limped off the court, had ice on it at the end of the game. Hopefully it's uh, not severe, and hopefully it's not Achilles or or a knee, right? Uh, Mark Pope told Greg Rubel, Nixon is essential. Yeah, we we cannot lose Dalton. Uh, I don't know what what our medical crew has to do, but we can't lose him because he is he is the heart and soul of this team, and especially on the deep, both on he makes so many things work on the offensive end of the floor for us, where he doesn't get the credit for the assist or the basket, but he made the whole play work. And on the defensive end, he just comes up with he causes so many empty possessions for the other team, and uh, we just we just got to get him better because he's he's crucial to what we're trying to do right now. How concerned are you over the Dalton Nixon injury? Very. Hard to say it better than Mark Pope did. If this limits or takes Dalton out of the Santa Clara and Gonzaga games in particular, I'm very concerned. When Dalton Nixon is on the floor, BYU is a better basketball team. The plus-minus for Dalton Nixon, I know people have mixed opinions on plus-minus of how that really impacts the game. BYU typically is a better team when Dalton Nixon is on the floor. Hustle plays, rebounds, running the floor, taking charges, now making threes at a high clip. He's a leader. BYU needs him. Uh, I know that uh, Dalton has had his struggles, but he he is a difference maker this year. If BYU is going to do something special, whether it be in the West Coast Conference Tournament, the remainder of this regular season, beat Gonzaga, if BYU is going to make a run in the NCAA Tournament, they need Dalton Nixon. If he can't play, I'm very concerned. That said, the late addition of Gavin Baxter now becomes that much more intriguing if Gavin has to fill in those minutes that Dalton wouldn't play. If Gavin can get up to speed. Gavin looks way out of sorts right now. Like, he's getting blocked at the rim. He doesn't have, like, the strength. He's playing limited minutes. How quickly can he get ready? I'm very – because we know he can be a, a difference maker. Dalton Nixon is the glue to this team. He's almost the cultural uh, trendsetter in terms of – Hustle and drawing charges. He took Eli Scott out of the game mentally. Yes. With the technical and three drawn charges. Dalton Nixon gets out in transition. He can shoot threes. He is awesome. This is not new, right? We've talked about trends. He was this weird anomaly last year of shooting one for 16 from three where it's like, oh, dude, don't shoot. Like, 
If you're going to go one for 16, don't shoot. Now it's like, please shoot. You are incredible. Um, and defensively, he's get all the things you mentioned. This is a big deal for BYU. And hopefully the Cougars can figure it out defensively because that's where Dalton Nixon's uh, most value is, in my opinion. On to topic three. BYU's offense is rated fifth best in all the land by Ken Pomeroy. The Cougars boast a top-rated three-point shooting team by percentage, second in effective field goal percentage, and 13th in the country from two-point shooting. It's historic. Jerem, with the numbers that I just presented, would you take this offense this season over the likes of the 2010-2011 Jimmer Fredette-led BYU basketball offense? This is a fun, difficult, unanswerable question, but we'll discuss. Uh, Basically, this boils down to, do you want Jimmer Fredette or do you want five three-point shooters on the court? That's the question. (laughs) And I will always side with Jimmer Fredette. Uh, I will always side with Jimmer. Uh, No, you can't go wrong on this. The 2010-11 2010-11 had three-point shooters as well. They just didn't shoot it at the same clip as this team. This team is unbelievable. Like, in WCC play, do you know what Alex Marcello is shooting right now? 60%! That is amazing! That is unbelievable, right? Uh, you have multiple guys over 50, a bunch over 40. Oh, do, do you want to spread the floor, and do you want to have three-point shooters, or do you want to have the second greatest player in BYU history? Yeah. Because <laughs> Danny Ainge is the best, okay? And then it's Jimmer. I, I, you can't go wrong on this. In terms of efficiency, that is points per 100 possessions, the offense that BYU has out there now, 1920, uh, it's this team as a team on offense. But if you need a bucket and you need a big shot, Jimmer Fredette. Can I answer this question after the basketball season? <laughs> no. You have to answer in the next two minutes. Yeah, do you want Jimmer Fredette and one of the most exciting time periods in BYU sports history, or do you want balance? Because the team this year has incredible balance. And what's fun about this is teams that do have balance tend to win important games late and high-pressure situations. Jimmer Fredette was an incredible phenomenon, and you lived it in person. Yeah, I, I had to I've watch been to Jimmer's it. house. I've I been had to, to watch Falls it from twice. a distance. I had to watch Jimmer Fredette do his magical things from a distance in Southern California. So I don't have quite the connection that you do because you you witnessed the game. You were at the San Diego State game when everybody wanted to touch Jimmer Fredette after he went for forty three points. Bro, I was at the Vermont game. There were only hand people. Yes, yes, I have this connection, obviously. It's incredible, and I envy you for that. I wish, if there were a time period that I could, like, take the DeLorean back in and back to the mm-hmm. future and go witness a, a, a BYU it. sporting event, there's the Miracle Bowl in 1980, and then there's the Jimmer Fredette San Diego State game. Yeah. I, I would love to be at both I of those. I just want to come back from 80 because there was no internet, so I don't want to live in that year. This basketball team this year, with the balance they have is so fun. No hidden agendas. Dave Rose talked about it, and he even compared Jimmer Fredette's senior year to this team, saying it didn't matter who scored. So while Jimmer Fredette scored in it droves. It didn't matter in 2010. While he scored, scored in droves, yeah. I don't think his team really <laughs> cared. There was no animosity that Jimmer Fredette oh, was. Oh, they rode the yeah, train. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. This team is unique in that They'll make the extra pass. It does not matter who scores. Yoli Childs had nine points last night. Did it matter? I, I couldn't he, even told you does that. Does he care? He does not care at all. So I am leaning slightly towards the balance of this team. I just love so much that they don't care at all who scores. That matchup would be really fun to watch. Oh, yeah. Now, if we're talking teams, not offenses, 
I'm taking 2010-11. Yes, I'm with you because there. I I'm think with you they there. have a better defensive team. Yeah, Brandon Davis, Charles Abuo, Noah Hartsock Noah was a good defender. Yes, Logan Magnuson and those guys. I, uh, Jackson Emery. Jackson Emery. Come on. Like, like I think that would be so fun team, to watch those two go. Against I'm with you on the team offense. I am giving this you can't go team wrong. Just, yeah, it's amazing. You, you can't go wrong, and it's it was awesome to have Jimmer Fredette. That was fun. Um, that 2010-11 team is not losing at Boise State though. Without Brandon Davies. You know what I mean? Like, without Yoli. Without a star player. Right? Yes. If you're saying without Jim or Fredette, no, that's different. Uh, yeah. But I, I don't think that I mean, team is losing I mean, at the Utah. Num- the numbers are, are interesting in that BYU has attempted way less three-pointers as a team this year to this point in the season than Jim or Fredette's team did, and they're making more. I mean, they're the number one three-point shooting yeah, team yeah. in the country the, at 43%. The percentage, yeah. it's all Jimmer about Fredette's year was 36%. They jacked up a lot well, of threes. And it's a different era. If that team plays now, guess what? Jimmer, Jimmer is probably shooting 45% from three. You know what I mean? Like, he's going <laughs> to shoot more threes. It was a part of the game, but now it's like, BYU made seven twos last night. Seven. Seven. It's, they, yeah. They what? scored 14 points. I said it on the post game on BYU Radio. Two. I said, this is like pickup in the morning with my old guys just jacking Throw up threes. Up. Except Throw BYU can actually make them. Our question of the day. Chime in, hashtag BYUSN. Would you rather have the 2010-2011 BYU basketball offense or the current BYU basketball offense? And why? Let's go to Voice of the Nation. This is the voice of the nation on BYU Sports Nation. One of our elite basketball fans across BYU Sports Nation at Tasha Lynn 19 answers on Twitter. She was at the Pope Show too. It's good to see her. This is so hard. This year is much more balanced, but if Jimmer is an option, I must always choose Jimmer <laughs> and Jackson and Brandon. Can I just add the three of them to this year's team instead? Hashtag go Cougs. Brandon, Brandon shoots threes with Real Madrid now. Like he's... He, sorry, Barcelona. 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 Barca. Barcelona. Yeah, no, it's 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 a product of 1920. BYU has adapted to the era they're in, which is great. And look what's happening. BYU has the right guys shooting threes. That's, it's a product of 2019-2020, not to be confused with the actual year 1920, right? Yeah. <laughs> the great Gatsby. Yeah, everyone was confused on that one. Coming up, Selection Sundays in 30 days. How does BYU's team sheet look? It's right here. Right here. 1920. Get your flappers and your old tin lizzies. Yeah, great depression and about that. Your raccoon coats. <laughs> raccoon coats. Yikes. BYU men's basketball assistant coach Nick Robinson joins us from California. Who or what deserves the credit for this three-point barrage trend from BYU? This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. BYU Hoops looks to make it six in a row tomorrow night at San Diego. Pre-game coverage begins at 9 Eastern on BYU Radio. Hope you're enjoying your Valentine's Day thus far. We're enjoying BYU Sports Nation, that's for sure, on a winning Friday. Live from Studio B, this is your day-to-day BYU Sports play-by-play. Teamed up with Jerem Jordan, I am Spencer Linton. We will talk to Nick Robinson, BYU basketball assistant coach, in just a moment about the 18-point or the 18 three-point barrage yeah. that he witnessed last night. And, Jeremy, before we went to break, we were discussing, would you take the Jimmer Fredette-led offense in 2010-2011 or this year's offense? Because the numbers, at least from three-point shooting, favor this year's well, offense. Well, most of the numbers favor this Favor year. this year's offense. Yeah. 
But it's Jimmer Fredette. It's Jimmer Fredette and Jackson Emery and Charles Abu and Noah Hartsock and Brandon Davies. Like, that team was really good. That's the second-best team in BYU history, I believe. Uh, perhaps Mel Hutchins and Roland Minson, may they rest in peace, would argue, hey, the 51 NIT champs were pretty good too. But th- that was such a, a, a great performance last night, and we're seeing this team continue to get better. It's not like BYU had made 18 threes in Maui, you know, 17 against Virginia Tech. They're doing this the whole season. Consistently. And, trend. and I think BYU is saying, you know what, this is something we should, let's, let's shoot more threes. If you're open, shoot it, because we're pretty good at this. Now that's Roland Minson basketball. Amen. Joining us now on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline is BYU basketball assistant coach Nick Robinson from sunny Southern California. Nick, I'm pretty sure your team just made another three-pointer while we were uh, talking there. How is Southern California on Valentine's Day? Happy Valentine's Day from Southern California. It's uh, nice and sunny and feeling great. I can imagine. 18 three-pointers. At what point did you think, wow, this is, uh, this is something special from the three-point line? Well, I thought when we went one for eight to start that uh, we were going to make uh, 17 more uh, throughout the night. But, uh, uh, no, I thought that uh, our guys started moving the basketball really well. And, uh, you know, a couple guys saw that thing go in. And from that point on, you never know what can happen with this team. Alex Barcelo goes six of eight. He's shooting 60% in league play from three. Where, where has this come from? You know, I think Alex has really allowed the game to come to him. Um, but his concentration in practice, his concentration in games, uh, and he's finishing and owning every shot. And his teammates are getting a lot more confidence in his ability, uh, which is really helping him. Nick, who or what deserves the credit for this offensive surge, specifically from the three-point line, and, and not just in a game or two, but a consistent trend? Well, I think that, uh, you know, obviously Coach Pope and Coach Fieger do a tremendous job of putting guys in great positions, but you know, our guys believe in each other. And, uh, you know, the practice, the deliberate practice that we go through every single day, uh, you know, their guys are gaining confidence. Who doesn't have the green light to shoot a three right now? (laughs) (laughs) I don't. (laughs) Whatever, man. I don't believe that for a sec. Does Gavin Baxter have the green light to shoot a three? Uh, He's made them in practice. I'm I'm not sure if he's got the green light. It might be a little bit more uh, yellow, but uh, <laughs> that first one goes down. Everybody's going to be really excited. At halftime, uh, BYU's up eight, but then goes plus 15 in the second half. Uh, what adjustments were made uh, that went so well in the second half? You know, I think our biggest adjustment was really just to bring a little bit more energy on the defensive end. Uh, you know, our talk improved. Uh, guys uh, continued to work hard uh, at following the scout that, uh, you know, Coach Burgess had, you know, helped put together and, and, uh, you know, the defensive intensity, you know, led to a little bit more uh, offensive energy and uh, more offensive excitement. BYU basketball assistant coach Nick Robinson on BYU Sports Nation. It is a Valentine's Day special. Coach, we're obviously all very concerned about the status of Dalton Nixon after he took an awkward fall uh, late in the game last night. What's the latest on Dalton and his injury recovery? Yeah, so at this point, uh, you know, he's been with uh, Rob. Uh, Ramos throughout the night, um, icing and getting the treatment. Um, I think he's got an appointment at some point in time this morning. And, um, you know, we'll, we'll see how he feels, uh, you know, a little bit later on uh, this afternoon when we get over to the gym. Hoping for the best for Dalton. Certainly his impact has been tremendous uh, on this team. Let's talk about, uh, you know, what, what kind of difference he's made, in your opinion, in terms of being kind of that glue guy and a great guy for the culture of the, the whole squad. Yeah, Dalton as a senior, I mean, he's willing to sacrifice, 
you know, his body, he's willing to sacrifice, uh, you know, minutes and uh, role, and he's willing to sacrifice pretty much anything to win. And, uh, you know, that example, that leadership in his own way, uh, you know, his ability to move the basketball, to take tough defensive assignments, to make uh, plays. I mean, we just watched a clip this morning in our staff meeting. He's first to the floor. Right. I mean, he loves this game. He loves this team. He loves BYU. And uh, he's such a tremendous uh, individual and uh, makes a huge impact for us. Where has this team grown and changed the most from game one to now midway through February? You know, I think each game has presented different challenges. uh, But now that we're here in February, I mean, the team, you know, has really established an identity, um, you know, from you know, game one, right, where we're willing to compete, you know, at the defensive end, you know, work to help each other, and then offensively have fun moving the basketball and see that thing go in from three. But, uh, you know, I think the biggest uh, difference is guys are continuing to get better, right? We continue to get better individually and as a team, which has been a common theme, and Coach Pope's relentless approach to every single day. Yoli Childs becomes uh, the first BYU basketball player ever with 1,900 points and a thousand rebounds how have you seen him grow this season you know i mean what a tremendous uh, you know accomplishment over the course of his time here but you know his growth again has come with his leadership you know has come with you know how he's been a teammate you know his willingness to defend his willingness to you know make some sacrifices for the good of the team and um you know, he just continues to, you know, get better and better. I mean, there's been some times in practice and even in games where we see things, man, did Yoli Childs just do that? Uh, but to also be able to overcome the adversity that he's faced, you know, with the suspension, with the injury, um, you know, he, he's just grown, uh, you know, by leaps and bounds, uh, you know, during the course of this year, like a lot of our guys have. Something that is becoming very apparent about this team is it really doesn't matter who scores or when they score or how they score, but just getting the win. I mean, Yoli Childs had nine points and six rebounds last night. This is a guy that's averaging 21 and nine, but he could care less. And I believe him, Coach, when he says, as long as we win the game, what is it about this team with so many proficient scores and Jake Toulson and TJ Haas and Yoli Childs that makes it an okay thing that, Maybe they don't have a great night scoring the ball or a memorable night, but you just win. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, Jake, Yoli, TJ, you know, all of our other guys, they recognize one another's talents, they respect one another's talents, and they really believe in Coach Pope's messaging that, you know, on any any given night, you know, we've got to get better, right? On any given night, you know, one guy or two guys or three guys or six guys, you know, can have a great game. But if we're all willing to sacrifice and continue to get better, right? You know, winning, you know, is going to be the most important thing and it's going to be the most fun thing, uh, you know, for this team, which is really a special team. BYU with Jimmer Fredette and Jackson Emery and company in 2010-11 went to the Sweet 16. That was one of the most memorable BYU teams of all time. We've been discussing, would we rather have that team's offense or this team's? What, in your biased opinion, do you think of that, Nick? (laughs) I I think we should, uh, you know, create an all-star team and just have all, you know, 23 guys or 32 guys suit up, and uh, we'll combine both offenses. And uh, uh, <laughs> But, uh, no, I mean, overall, you know, I think both teams were extremely dynamic, right, in their own ways. You know, but the thing that's consistent with both teams is both teams, right, knew their roles, right, they accepted their roles, and they supported one another in their roles, which made both teams great.
Coach, not surprisingly, as you have more success, there comes more national attention. How do you handle the increased attention as a team? You know, I think as a team, you know, we really try to, uh, you know, focus on, you know, what's the task at hand today, right? And Coach Pope, right, has, you know, has uh, obviously addressed, uh, you know, the attention that, you know, some of the guys are receiving, you know, what we're receiving as a team, you know, and that's great, but it doesn't, uh, you know, it doesn't need to become a distraction for what we're trying to accomplish today. And, uh, you know, today is the most important day for us, and tomorrow's going to be an extremely tough game, and we've got to really focus on that. Uh, you know, each day. And let's finish with that. It's been almost a month since you played San Diego and the first time a 93-70 win. Uh, Colby Lee had 21 points, didn't miss a shot. He was awesome. What do you expect in round two a month later? Well, we expect another tough game. I mean, if you remember in the first game, right, San Diego was, I mean, basically even or beating us for the first, you know, 15, 13 minutes of the game. So, you know, we're at their place. We're going to get their best shot. You know, they're a good basketball team. Um, so we're going to have to come out and give a great effort at the defensive end. We're going to have to rebound, and we're going to have to, uh, you know, come out and share the ball and, and play at a high level. So, uh, you know, at no point in time can we, you know, think the game's going to be easy because it just gets tougher from here on out. Nick, we appreciate you waking up early after a late night and a joyous bus ride, I'm sure, to San Diego. Happy Valentine's Day. Let's give you some BYU Sports Nation karma. Uh, through the phone line, take it, distribute it to your team, and good luck against the Toreros tomorrow. Hey, thanks. Happy Valentine's Day, guys. Thanks, right. Nick Robinson on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. Deseret First, you know why, we show how. Okay, coming up, and one recap and picks. Reverse curse in effect. Plus, Selection Sunday, 30 days from now. How do the Cougars metrics shape up after that record-setting night? This is BYU Sports Nation. Shannon Evanson, number 16, BYU Gymnastics, host number 37, Boise State. What? Tomorrow on BYU TV, 9 Eastern Time. BYU has been crushing it lately. If you have any remote interest, this is a fun team to watch. No question. And they are pacing for a national seed, trying to get back to the NCAA championships for the first time since 2004 as a team. On a Friday, happy Valentine's Day alongside Jerem Jordan. I'm Spencer Linton. Let's whip it. It's time for the Cougar Whip Around Men's Basketball. UA hits a school record 18 threes and route to a 77 54 win at LMU. Alex Barcelo, new career high six, made threes, all 18 of his points. Who needs twos when you can make threes? TJ Haas tied Jimmer Fredette for most games with three plus threes. 47 now. Amazing. Gilly Childs becomes the second Cougar ever with 1,000 rebounds. And the first BYU player with that and 1,900 points. Good grief. Cougars play at San Diego tomorrow. Pre-game BYU Radio, 9 Eastern time. Bracketology update. BYU remains a 7 seed in ESPN's Joe Lenardi's updated brackets today. Eric Mika scored 18 points, grabbed 15 rebounds in a Stockton Kings 128-117 win over the Delaware Bluecoats. Stockton will take on the Agua Caliente Clippers. That's a real team name? 10 Eastern, 7 Pacific on ESPN+. Plus. Hot water clippers! Yes, there was an Agua Caliente Casino um, in, oh, in the desert. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. Ah, the hot water clippers. Mm, the hot water casino. <laughs> Women's in, basketball. Makes sense, doesn't it? You're in hot water, mister. Yes, you are. Hopefully <laughs> don't lose all your money. BYU beat St. Mary's Women's Hoop 60-39. 25 points in the first quarter to improve the 9-4 in WCC play. Time for second. Sarah Hampson, 300 blocks, joining her sister and mom is the only Cougars to do that. BYU hosts Pacific tomorrow, 4 Eastern on BYU TV.
Volleyball. Second-ranked BYU visits Grand Canyon in Phoenix tonight, 8 Eastern, 5 Pacific. Not the Grand Canyon, but Grand Canyon University. Uh BYU undefeated 12-0 after wins against UCLA and Pepperdine. They're rolling against a GCU team that just swept ninth-ranked Stanford in USC. The Lopes have won eight matches in a row. This should be an intriguing contest. BYU seeking to add another victory to their already best start in program history. Baseball. It's baseball season. It's a game day for the Batcats. Awesome. They play Gonzaga in a non-conference game tonight, 7 Eastern in Surprise, Arizona, at the Sanderson Ford Baseball Classic. Preseason! Preseason! <laughs> no, this is the season. Listen to it on BYU Radio, 107.9 FM. Last season, BYU went 36-17. and 17. And oh, by the way, BYU plays a doubleheader with New Mexico as well tomorrow. Softball. Beat San Diego State 3-0 Behind a shutout gem from pitcher Arissa Paulson in the first game of the Campbell Cartier Classic. Yes, a one-hitter. The Cougars now with three wins, two losses this season. And even in the two losses against a good Oregon team and number three Oklahoma, they've been close. What's BYU's net? How many quad one wins do they have? They would be like 24 in the net right now. Uh, BYU plays a tournament doubleheader today. First game against uh, in-state foe Southern Utah, 2-3 Eastern, followed by a matchup against Cal State Fullerton immediately following that game. Football. The XFL survived into week two. So that means Colby Pearson hopefully got paid. Yes. And the New York Guardians take on DeAndre Wesley and the D.C. Defenders tomorrow. Former safety Micah Hanneman and the Tampa Bay Vipers take on the Seattle Trogdors. The Dragons at home in Seattle tomorrow, 5 Eastern. Watch it live on Fox. Dijon Kroma and the Houston Roughnecks. I always feel weird about saying that one. Take on the St. Louis Battle Hawks <laughs> Sunday. Every player of the Roughnecks needs to wear a neck pad. Yeah, that would right? be awesome. Former BYU linebacker, or sorry, former BYU uh, coaching staff member and player, Vic Soto. Linebacker, defensive lineman, tight end. Correct. He is leaving Bronco Mendenhall's staff at Virginia to become the new defensive line coach for Clay Helton at USC. Nice, that's awesome. He's going home. Tennis. The women's team plays Utah State today, then hosts Northern Arizona tomorrow. We are now exactly 30 days until Selection Sunday. Go. So beginning today, we will update the BYU basketball tournament resume and all the nitty-gritty specifics with every passing episode of BYU Sports Nation. It's nice to be in the mix, and BYU is in, baby. In the most important overall metric, the net rankings. BYU jumps up three spots from 24 to 21. That's, that's awesome. Now, you could argue that BYU should be like a 4 or 5 seed based on that, right? 21. Why is, B- why is BYU a 7? BYU's 15 in Kempom. Why a 7? I want to know. Uh, BPI, 17. Strength to record, 34. Sagarin, 27. KPI, 39. These are the metrics used to evaluate teams. Net is the sorting tool, and it has its own information that goes into it. Efficiency for both teams. Margin. Uh, strength to schedule, and so on. Net is the number one. Why is BYU a 7 if they're 21 there? Now, Tell this is interesting because BYU beats LMU last night, a team that has no resume. They are terrible. And BYU jumps up three spots in the net rankings. Because they're more efficient. It's possessions per 100. It's, uh, you know, or sorry, points allowed per 100 possessions. Well, that and BYU, typically the teams that BYU has beaten have helped the Cougars a lot this season. Their wins seem to become more and more Some of them. Yeah. Yeah. Not all of them. We want Virginia Tech to be a quad one. That's a quad two. Utah drops last night to a quad two after they lose to the fighting Peyton Dastrips of Oregon State. So BYU two and four in quad ones. That's enough. That's enough games and enough wins. 
And then three and three in quad two. BYU is yet to lose a quad three or quad four, 14 and 0 in those. Uh, upcoming games that matter. Gonzaga certainly one that could boost the resume next Saturday. Pepperdine is a quad two now since Colby Ross made a buzzer beater against San Diego last night to win for Pepperdine. And then BYU has two quad threes uh, left. So two quad one and quad two of the four left, which is good. Opportunities exist. Semifinals against St. Mary's. That'll be a quad one. Gonzaga, if BYU wins that, that's a quad one. So opportunities to climb higher than a seven right now. BYU remains a seven seed, as we pointed out earlier, in Joe Lenardi's latest bracketology, taking on 10 seed Purdue in St. Louis. If that were an actual matchup, I would love it, for the record. But obviously things are going to be very, very fluid until Selection Sunday. In Bracket Matrix, BYU is in all 79 of the brackets listed today with an average seed of 7.72. Why? If BYU's 21 in net, why are they a seven? The high is a six. The high was seven yesterday. The low is a ten. So they're zeroing in. Why is BYU in. not like a, like a six? Why is not BYU firmly a six? If they beat St. Mary's. Is it, is it Sunday play? If I just they beat St. Mary's, yeah. they will be a six seed. Six would be the best possible situation, in my opinion. And by say, when I say beat St. Mary's, I mean in the West Coast Conference tournament. Yes. A six would be dope. You play an 11, you're playing a three or a 14. BYU can match up with a three. If BYU beats Gonzaga and then beat St. Mary's in Vegas, then we kind of inch toward that five seed. And then line. Gonzaga in Vegas! Woo! Hey, six or a seven, Jerem, would be awesome. Oh, six or seven, great. Eight or nine? Oh, I'm, I'm ticked off. Coming up, relive all 18 threes from last night. We're going to show them all to you. Yeah, <laughs> no one else has done that. One from Connor Harding that took like seven seconds to go in. <laughs> Plus, our triple threat and one recap and picks. This is BYU Sports Nation. Angels in the outfield just tapping that one in. (laughs) BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Women's Hoops looks to stay in second place in the WCC. They match up with Pacific tomorrow. Sarah Hampson and her 300 blocks in the Cougars hosting Pacific tomorrow. Four Eastern on BYU TV. Dave McCann and former BYU women's basketball player Caitlin Aldridge will be on the call for Pacific at BYU. Let's go and one. Picks, predictions, and one. On BYU Sports Nation. Presented by Bodyguards, protection for a life worth living. Learn more at bodyguards.com. It is time to recap the LMU results and make our picks for BYU at San Diego. Going into last night's game, Jerem had a five-point lead, 37-32. Here's how it works. You make a two-point pick. If you get that, then you have an opportunity at a bonus point and a second pick. My two-pointer, BYU will make nine or more three-pointers. You barely got that one. The Cougars doubled it and set a program record. You oh, just slid in under the door. <laughs> barely. BYU will have a two-to-one assist-to-turnover ratio as a team. Swish! 18 assists to eight turnovers. This was not the case for much of the game, but then BYU started to make everything late in the game, and that one I definitely slid under the door into. So I get both of my picks. I thought BYU would have just a slightly off night shooting three, and I picked... I made my pick first. BYU make nine or fewer threes. Yeah, yeah, I missed that one. They doubled up. Well, they started one for eight, and I was like, oh, Jared might be right. Well, I didn't want it to be right, but that's just what I thought would happen. And my Give me se- some of that. And one. And this doesn't even matter. It won't count. LMU will score 60 plus. No, no, no. They scored 54. If BYU only lived off its threes, they would have gone into overtime with LMU. 
No free throws. No ones, no twos. Just threes. BYU could not have attempted a free throw or two-pointer and gotten to overtime against LNU. Still gotten overtime. That's amazing. Are you kidding me? Updated scoreboard now. Jerem still in front by two, 37-35. And uh, we now move to our San Diego and one picks. My two-pointer. I think BYU will score 76-plus. Now, there is an aperture. San Diego's They're getting... 93 in the first game. But it's on the road, and BYU has historically not shot the ball well in the Slim Gym. San Diego's giving up 71 a game. BYU averages 80. This is meeting in the middle. 76-plus right, for BYU. Malcolm. Okay? And... And one! Yoli Childs, after nine points and six rebounds on that three-point barrage... He got back to his usual self. He's going to hit his season averages 21 or more points, eight or more rebounds. My first pick, BYU by 15 plus. Ken Palm says 14, so I go 15 plus. Not quite 17 for all you haters. 15 plus. And what? Two Cougars will go for 20 plus. Only one went for 20 plus in a 93 point game at home. Ooh, Kobe Lee. So I say two Cougs on the road. Get 20 plus. Last night, were there any Cougs with 20 plus? No. No. Right? Alex Barcelo had 18. Yeah. No. 17 for a Tiege for 3J Hawks. Wilson with nine. Childs with nine. Yeah. I go two, 20 plus. Let's go. Balansu. I like the balance of this BYU basketball offense. Korean. What is, what Th- that would that? be Konglish. Oh, so Bar- English in a, in a Korean accent. I like Baransu. Okay, very nice. <laughs> okay, coming up, Jay Billis calls out Jonathan Tavernier. Yeah. Oh, yes. It happened. <laughs> I love Twitter. that the Billustrator has been on the show now two days in a row in roundabout ways, making statements about BYU, and now he's calling out JT. Our rise and shout-outs on the way. This is BYU Sports Nation. And all team threes, baby. This segment of BYU Sports Nation is presented by Bodyguards, protection for a life worth living. Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation. You can always subscribe, rate, and review the show wherever you get your podcasts. The show is on demand via the BYU TV and BYU radio apps as well. Maybe you heard the first 18 times we mentioned it. But in case you didn't, 18, nice. BYU basketball made a school record 18 three-pointers in a dominating win over LMU. It's Valentine's Day. We loved it so much. We wanted to show you every single three-point make. Bang. Yoli to the right wing to TJ Haas. Starts to the baseline, terminates, goes out to Jake. Jake pulls, fires, and scores from three. Nixon to the cutter, Childs to the corner, AB shoots a three and scores it. Alex Marcello. TJ stumbled after he took the inbounds. Into a contested three, and he got a tuck. Oh, maybe that's the spark. How does that go for TJ Haas? With a right hand dribble, a high screen set. TJ, Jake refusing it and shoots the three over it and scores it. Jake Toulson for three, and BYU once again up four for the second time tonight. And open beneath the basket is Gavin Baxter. Waits, waits, goes up, and he's blocked. The ball rebounds out to Harding in the left corner, and he makes the three. Gavin Baxter blocked beneath the basket. Somehow it ends up with Connor Harding shooting and making a wide open three left corner. Harding right wing TJ gets a screen, a pick and pop by Harding. The three from Haas is good. TJ right wing three. The Cougars have their sixth three. Yoli from the right block out to AB for three. And that's good. Alex Barcelo three pointer left side. And the lead goes from three to six. And BYU still banging the threes right now at seven. For 18. Rebound Nixon. It's a reset for BYU. Well done. To TJ. Open his AB for three. He got it to go! In the right corner! 
BYU three on two. Barcelo won't take the transition triple, but TJ will after a fake. The take and the score. TJ Haas gives BYU a 16-point lead now, 47-31. to Toulson touch pass AB for three. He missed it. Rebound Nixon again. Reset TJ for three. He You're got welcome. it. TJ Haas knocks down the triple. Toulson hounded by Johansson. Some hand fighting there. Behind the back drop off by Jake to Zach for three, and that's good. Zach Salius for three, and the Cougars by 20-plus for the first time tonight. BYU down floor, leading it by 20. Transition triple for Zach. <laughs> He's feeling an eight straight for Zach Selyus. Another three back-to-back triples in BYU by 23. AB harassed to Baxter. Fakes the three. Open three right side. Connor takes it and makes it. Off the rim, the Wait. top of the backboard and in. It drops. And that, the Cougars will take it. That looked like it was going over the backboard. Spun on top and went in. TJ up front to Dalton in front court. Again to Hawes as he crosses the timeline. Open for three is A.B. And he got it to go again. A.B. for three yet again. Slow to Yo. Yo off a double to A.B. in the right corner. Takes it again. Makes it again. Man, Alex five. Marcello. Five for seven from three. B up top. Left wing Celius. It's cycled in the corner to Connor Harding. And he knocks down the three. That's three number 16. Connor Harding to A.B. for three. Again. <laughs> Six. Alex Marcello extends his personal record. Evan Troy for three. And there oh, it is! Evan. There it is! For the first time in BYU basketball history, it's 18 threes in a game. 18 triples has never been done until tonight. How 18 three-pointers! How awesome was that? That was outstanding. All 18, yes. if you were counting it, if and you're scoring And the Valentine's Day heart transition yeah. coming out of it. That's, uh, that's nice. So good. Blaze Neal got credit for that last three. <laughs> LMU, what's up with that? It was Evan Troy! It was Evan Troy. So can, we, can we get that on. corrected? Can we get that corrected? That's funny. 18, man. Oh, so so uh, Greg mentioned it last night on the radio broadcast. Twice BYU had made 17 threes before this season in history. The history of BYU basketball. Three times this year, 17. And then last night, 18. This is the best three-point shooting team, undoubtedly, in BYU history. It's wild. And it's so fun to watch. Remember my theory? I've said we should be the best shooting team in the country because uh, Mormons have gyms and churches like shouldn't we be the best shooting group of people in the united states or even the world happy valentine's day merry christmas thank you i love you gyms yes i mean cultural halls Mm -hmm. in churches carpet floors it doesn't matter yeah the short court transit you get a rebound you turn shoot a three at the other end yeah no it's it's fun to see like the annex paying off the the right guys are shooting threes the scheme is working he always shares the ball. It's just fun to watch, man. The culture. I love it. The culture shift is incredible, for sure. Our it's, question it's like, of the day. It's like pickup basketball, but with people that can actually make it. <laughs> Would you rather have the 2010-2011 Jimmer Fredette-led BYU basketball offense or the greatest three-point shooting team in BYU basketball history to date in this year's offense? And why? Let's go to the question of the day. At the name... This is the voice of the nation on BYU Sports Nation. At the name is B underscore rad on Twitter. 2010 was a final four team. 11, but yeah. Had Brandon Davies been available in the NCAA tournament. So I'd go with them. However, this year is a better all-around team. Ooh, no, I don't think that all-around. The I defense think, on I that 2010-11 team was incredible. Yes, I think that was a better defensive squad. 
The I, offense for this year's team is better. Yes. No, the numbers bear that out. And, and it's not – don't look at points per game. That doesn't take into account tempo. Offensive adjusted efficiency is the number you want to look at, and BYU's fifth in the country this year. At T Neil underscore three on Instagram, 2010-11, as long as it's pre-suspension for Davies. I truly believe Jimmer would score 50 every time I woke up on a game day. Regardless of who they played, I felt BYU was the better team and would come out with a win. I've just seen something that's maybe changed my mind. Oh, okay. The offensive adjusted efficiency of the 2010-11 team was better by point one. Ooh, really? How about that? This team just shoots more threes and makes more threes. Oh, that's, man. that's the difference. But uh, BYU was 117.5 in 2010-11, and they're 117.4. <laughs> that's why there's really no wrong answer there's here. There's no wrong answer. It's so close. Yeah. But you have Jimmer on that team, so yeah. that team wins. The Elite Voice of the Day presented by Sundance Mountain Resort from April Chessman Kerstich on Facebook. I can't believe I'm going to vote against Jimmer, but I would have to say this year's offense. I love to see their unselfishness and to know that whoever has the hot hand, the other players would give up their aspirations to get the win. Yeah, that's awesome. Okay, today's rising shout-outs. Jay Billis gets mine. Uh, responding to a tweet from the show yesterday, quote, Jonathan Tavernari has gone to the dark side. Those covering up their infinite sadness with hair on top of the melon. Tavernari needs to rejoin the bald brotherhood immediately. And he tweeted the picture of the Pepperdine dude sticking his fingers in JT's <laughs> eyes in like 2010 or, no, like 2008 or nine. Oh, my gosh. Oh, Jay Billis is, replying to BYU Sports Nation. That is outstanding. The Billistrator getting it done. My rise and shout-out goes to Sarah Hampson. She eclipsed 300 career blocks last night, had five in the win against St. Mary's. She is the third BYU Cougar ever in women's hoops to achieve that mark, along with her sister, Jen, and her mom, Teresa. What a great that family. That is unbelievable. That's amazing. Three and players, 300-plus career blocks. Lots of records uh, being had. And a busy tomorrow, uh, day tomorrow, by the way. Women's hoops and gymnastics on mm-hmm. BYU TV. Mm-hmm. Uh, BYU Radio's got men's hoops. Let's go, baby. What, what weekend? Baseball. And baseball on BYU Radio tonight. I mean, it's, it's outstanding, Love right? Okay. It. Uh, our thanks to today's guest, Nick Robbins, joining us from Southern California. Sorry to Dennis Pitta. We ran out of time. Conversation continues 24-7 on Instagram. Twitter and Facebook. Use hashtag BYUSF. For Jerem, I am Spencer. Shout out to Gary Lovely on Valentine's Aww, Day. Tender. See you tomorrow for gymnastics. Win, baby!